back again for another one. Ryan and I, we did a show together. It went great, great chemistry. We were trying to figure out behind the scenes what excuse can we have to get together again to talk about blather on about bullshit. Right, right, right. (laughs) And we were thinking, like, you know, the next encounter will probably be in May for potentially the new Star Wars TV show. Right. And then this tiny movie called. Batman came out. Right, which we both happen to love as well. And we happened to see it together with some friends as well. And some we... friend, dude, you invited like 20, 30 people. <laughs> but they're all cool people. Main valid point. <laughs> they were all Batman fans. They were all Batman fans. And you know what? And I like to throw these parties at the house and we just have like these movie marathons where we watch cartoons and stuff all day and you know have popcorn and I make like gumbo and we have hot dogs and movie theater candy and stuff like that and we just chill all day you know just being big kids right you know, the family will leave the house and we just kind of pull all the couches and chairs together and we just sit back and just chill and then sometimes if it was a movie leading up to a movie that was just released we'll just kind of watch the previous movies and sit there all day from the morning time and then the evening we go to the theater to watch a movie together and so I was kind of missing everybody and missing that vibe and, you know, just playing around with the idea of what to do and how to bring that back. And I figured, you know, I say you kicked it off pretty damn well. So. <laughs> well, thank you. well, thank you. Well, thank you. Know, let's rent a theater and sit back and enjoy the thing that we love together. Like I said, I was so glad to see everybody. I was so glad you came through. I, it, it was just really nice. And I think I needed it, but it was fun. And I think everybody had a good time. And well, it helped. It was a good movie. Let's just man, get that out of the way. <laughs> man. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have to apologize for you know, hijacking folks, having them sit through a, you know, something that was a bad experience. So I right. am so glad that it did work out. So I usually have the experience of when I walk out of a meteor, mediocre or mediocre, I'm mediocre. I'm going to pronounce that right. A not good movie. I say the words, <laughs> right? I can usually go on for like half an hour, if not longer about, and this was bad. And why did you? usually though like really good movies like i'm thinking back to when we walked out of black panther there's maybe like five minutes of just like oh that was good or that was good blah 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 but it's like the your, your brain is just like so like oh, oh yeah, yeah it was so fun it was so like but this was the weird inversion of that where it was really good and i could articulate all the things it's like okay this 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 i like this this was good this was great like it was very interesting because usually like you could say like a marvel movie like black panther you you do get lost in it right you're 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 engaged but you're not like noticing or critically thinking about stuff right you're just sort of in the flow this one was odd because i was on the edge of my seat in the flow and not like trying to like oh where's this next scene going but just like oh wow they i i saw the director's hand 
-hmm. calling attention to things and pointing things out and dialogue things like just i was like oh ooh, ah oh like not red flags but just very clear green flags of note this coming back to it later like yeah yeah Yeah, very well constructed movie Yes, it was. And I think part of it probably popped out to you as it did with me is because we had so many, you know, this is like the umpteenth Batman film. We saw so many different interpretations, good, bad, and indifferent throughout the years. And so for them to, you know, for this to be, like I said, the umpteenth Batman movie and for them to have something new to say with it, because my first thing I was dreading was thinking like, I got to sit through this whole thing again. I got to go see the Waynes get shot in the alley and mm-hmm. the pearls falling and all this other kind of Got stuff. Got to skip and, that. You know, because every Batman movie has that in there. So it's just like certain kind of things you're like, okay, I just want to get to the, the good part in a way. It's funny. Yeah. So I want your take on this. It's the very first scene of the movie. Hmm. And we learn later that it's Riddler mm-hmm. and he's watching into an upscale manor house and you see the kid dressed as a ninja and then you see him coming and playing with his dad and i'm like is this bruce are they just doing it like like that's interesting as it turns out the the connection between that kid which turns out to be the mayor's son mayor's gonna get killed by the riddler like there is definitely a massive parallel that they set up between the mayor's son and Bruce. But mm-hmm. I was watching that scene. I'm like, is this, are we starting the flashback? Like, oh no. Now ask me this. Didn't they have a voiceover? Yeah. I don't think so. I, okay. if, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I haven't had a chance to rewatch it yet. Yeah. I think it opens on that scene because it cuts from, the outside looking in and the kid and the mom go off for trick-or-treating and then we cut into the living room where the mayor we find out the mayor running for re-election right because he's watching it on the tv we get that whole setup of the dynamic that's going on that it's sort of setting up the central tension within gotham through that scene as ironically once he steps to the side, the mayor, and you see that Riddler is just standing there in the shadows behind you see the him. The glass is reflected on. Right. You see the other tension of the scene. Yeah. Like they turned, it's the Hitchcock. You show the audience that there's a bomb in the room, but you don't let the characters know that there's a bomb in the room. Right. 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 It's a horror trope of we know there's a monster in the mm-hmm. house they don't know there's a monster in the house. Right, right, right. right. When I saw that scene with, with the binoculars, for some reason, I didn't think that was Bruce. The ninja but, outfit but, threw me off. You know, I was kind of curious though. I'll say this, that made me more so think that later on when the whole situation kind of happens and the encounter happens, I was like, yeah, well, you're a potential ward of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think you already show potential into that you know that line of work right and it's funny because like so the original you know classic death of the wayne parents mm-hmm. is that they're walking out of a, a showing of zorro mm-hmm. yeah but it's you know he's dressed as a ninja ninja batman not a huge stretch 
but I think there was at some point someone made some sort of like glib reference to Zoro. I don't know if it was yeah, yeah, it was. It was I a penguin, but there was a couple references to like yeah. previous movies and sort of the other mythos and stuff. But it was it was very subtle. You really have to be like yeah. paying attention. I will say this. So when they kind of we'll go back a little bit, but just to touch on that. When I did see that, and I saw the situation would happen with the, you know, Riddler having his first victim, you know, being the mayor and everything, and the whole thing happening, and it's kind of like I don't want to jump it, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Jump around I, the whole movie. Okay. <laughs> <how> we... <laughs> to me, the way I took it was the mayor's son, and the situation happened with the mayor, that was that rendition of the Waynes dying. We're seeing Batman being created through Batman looking at somebody else's situation. <laughs> Yes. They gave it to us without giving it to us. Exactly. So we got the same feel. Because when when Batman shows up into the crime scene, Mm -hmm. the cops are there. And I liked all the dynamic of like, clearly not all the cops were like on Team Batman. Right, right. right. Nor nor should they be. Right. But he, he goes, he inspects the scene, which I think they did really, really well to set up the detective Batman. Yeah. But then on his way out and he sees the kid. Yeah. And yeah. he just sort of locks eyes with the kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. And the audience is like, oh, yeah, we, because everyone fucking knows Batman's origin story. Yeah. His parents yeah. were killed. Yeah. And you can just read the like, oh, fuck. That's another me. And it's all like, I felt he was telling the kid, I'm going to find who did this. Yeah. Right. Even if it's not meant for the kid to understand that. Right. Right. It's Bruce telling himself, like, I am going to find out who fucking did this. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, right? it me, I worked saw him. Yeah. so well. And it also sets up for later in the film that they are the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought it was a flick way of giving his origin without having to do it. Because even with the way he was like talking about all oh, the kids saw it. Cause I even remember seeing that in a movie where, you know, that's it was Bruce Wayne, though. But they were kind of like, oh, you know, the kids saw his parents die and everybody's looking at him like, oh, poor Bruce Wayne. And he was kind of like talking to the commissioner and it's going to be all right. right Bruce kind of thing. We've seen that so many different kind, you know, times and ways. Right. So, like I said, it was all, it was almost like, you know, Batman seeing his own story. That was very slick. And cool because that kind of started the movie off with the death right. of a well-to-do family, and mm-hmm. you know, so it was very, it was very neat, and it was so cool that they um, introduced and, the a, and another closed circle because we find out that Thomas Wayne, his dad, also ran for mayor right. in this version, right? With all so. that stuff, but I thought it was really cool when they kind of started off too when. Um, when Batman gave his almost like his war journal entry date and everything. And I was thinking, right. like, it's very interesting that you're saying the, the the month and the day, but you're not saying the year. Right. I thought that was kind of interesting, but I thought that, it was kind of cool. That's clever because it allows yes. the movie to age a yes. lot better. Yes, yes. And so he was kind of describing his situation in Gotham and stuff and the things about the shadows. And it, it reminded me of the Batman animated oh, series. Yeah. It, you know, when they have the like blimps. The, the blimps shooting down the light on the criminals on the ground, the criminals looking at the light and seeing the bat signal and running because they don't know where he's going to be. And that whole thing where Batman possibly couldn't be everywhere at one time because he's just a human. And, 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 right. and the fact that bat signal had the people scared because they didn't know which shadow he was going to be in. Yes. 
he's in all the shadows. Right. So it's just like that fear factor is his accomplice. That the idea of him, the fear of him is what makes it so powerful because you don't know when you're gonna come across the wrong shadow. Right. And the and the bad guys They're know it. Looking into yeah. the shadows. Yes. yes. Right? Like yes. terrified children at a campfire, like the right. edge of the light, what's out there? Right. It could be me. Right, right. He had the Joker gang up there, you know, spray painting the walls and stuff. And they right. dropped his can, his can rolled into the shadows. He was He's like, like I'm just, not picking it up. I'll get a new can. Right. <laughs> it's not worth it. So the, the other thing that I liked about, because he comes out of the shadows, not just in that scene, but in a couple other scenes. I know mm -hmm. where he goes to the DA, right? When the DA's got the bomb around his neck, he, he basically yeah. sneaks into that building, even though there's a police cordon around the yeah. whole thing. Right. And the cops right. like, how the fuck did he get in? Right. And I think there was a third, but I can't place it. But he sort of announces himself, right? Mr. Ninja very clearly is like making footsteps. The, the ominous sort of announcement of his presence right. before right. he shows up on screen. Right. Right. And it's very much intentional on Bruce's part, part of the theatrics to build up the tension and to terrify them. Right. Because they also establish the other trope, the, the at this point comedic cliche trope of Batman will be talking to Jim Gordon and just fucking disappear. And right. he does it, but it's different this time. So he can be quiet and sneak away, which he does. Right, right. But unlike the the, the other times where he, it's just like, you know, he just fucking leaves like some asshole right. and, and it's kind of played as a joke. Right, right. The one time he disappears on Gordon is when they're in the orphanage and he starts to suspect that the Riddler knows that he's Bruce Wayne. Right. He got ghost quick. It was, right. It, it was so funny. it was less of, it was less of like, I, I'm trying to remember the specifics. I don't think he was running to go to a place to stop something where he's like, Oh, I know what the next thing is. Yeah. It felt to me as much of like, Oh shit, I'm fucked. He knows who I am. And yeah. then ghosted. So, so he did it that time when he was inside the Riddler spot and, and he starts seeing the, the Riddler says, you know, he thinks that the Batman is and had a picture of Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. And then he had that file that was on the computer and they was trying to, you know, decode it so they could get into it. So he right. starts seeing like, oh, he's reading the room and seeing all this stuff like it's pointing to me like uh, I got to go. So he kind of right. he disappeared on that one. Mm -hmm. And then he disappeared also, like you said, when he was in the orphanage, when he realized that the next target was going to be Bruce Wayne. So his butt was in the Batmobile trying to get back home and he's yep. trying to call oh, Alfred. Oh, that's right, Alfred. No. That's right. That it was so well I, done. I hate to skip to this part, but I hated the fact that Alfred opened that envelope. Why would he, what would make Alfred think to open that? He knows better than that. You know what I mean? And this is not the Alfred, Alfred, the old Alfred. This is the Alfred that's been through some stuff, Alfred, that would know better to then just to open it up. It certainly envelope. seems like it, like he's got the scar on the eyebrow. Right. Like it seems like a bit yes. of rough and tumble, yes. Alfred. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of interesting that he opened it, especially when his name wasn't on it. And he knew that they were getting weird, you know, letters and stuff from the Riddler in the first place. Yeah, I feel like that is one of the things where it's like, again it's it's a writer's choice because you can make your your villains and your protagonists so cautious and so competent 
like you you write yourself into a corner but to have alfred going through bruce's mail in a less paranoid sense does totally make sense he's his very trusted butler he's his surrogate dad he would be opening his mail because he's fucking ignoring everything else he's ignoring the business to be batman so on that sense it makes sense but also the like yeah no you're still a fucking billionaire we should probably have someone else checking your mail doing an x-ray like a little paranoia but yeah, yeah. It, it robs that particular avenue. But it did say Batman on it. And for that reason, he knows what he's dealing with because everybody else is getting caught up in these situations. Everybody. Yeah. And I, yeah. And Alfred was in the loop on that. Yeah. But he was but... too fucking late. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's thought... the other thing. He was opening the other one and he already had the other package with the bomb. Yeah. And it, instead of like turning it over slowly, it just should have been like he went totally still for a second, right. <laughs> like looked around with his eyes, like sort of assessed what he could jump behind and just <laughs> throw it and dive, which right. he did. And is the right. only reason he's not dead. <laughs> right, right. I, mean, I thought it was cool too the the twist where you thinking that it's real time with Batman trying to you know yeah. contact Alfred, so he's trying to call, trying to call, and, he, and then the secretary picks up. And he's like, to Alfred, I gotta get a hold of him right now. I gotta stop something terrible from happening. Oh, it already did. An hour ago. We've been trying to call you to let you know. And I was like, wow, that was a good, good twist. I I loved it. But back to the beginning, I thought it was very powerful. The first showing of Batman, when, like I said, they played with the the whole shadow thing about two times before in the beginning. And then that third time when it's in the subway station, he actually stepped out. Walking out. Boy, that was just so. And they wasn't shying away from the fight scenes, man. He, I'll never remember seeing him fight anybody one-on-one. He's always been fighting a gang of folks. He's always right. just in a situation and he just- He and never had really, a solo fight. <laughs> right. It doesn't seem like he just, like he's handling them for sure. But he's it, taking hits. He's taking hits. He's taking hits. And he's, not he's, he's not perfect. Right, right. But even if he was, it was more like, He's biting off more than he could chew situation, but it's not like he couldn't handle himself, but he was just, it was just so many folks and he was just holding his and, own. And, and another thing about the shadows, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about the lighting in this movie. Because oh, beautifully shot. Ooh. Beautifully shot. Like, again, most of it is at night. Mm-hmm. You got Batman in black. There was never once asides from those moments when he is hiding in shadows and he walks out into the light where you couldn't clearly see the action that was happening yeah there was never once where i'm like oh it's too fucking dark what's happening no yes beautifully lit could coherently track all the action there was none of this uh, on on the fight scenes in particular, there is a way to hide bad action, which is you have a lot of fast jump cuts, right? Instead of just, we're going to kind of let it sit in a medium shot for a good like four or five seconds at least before right. we make another legitimate motivated cut, Yeah, right? You could track the action as it moved through the room. Mm-hmm. Like... It, yeah yeah the fight choreography along with the cinematography in general but in specific for those fights was 
well done. You could track yeah. the whole thing. See him making choices right? of like, ah, oh, crap, the bat, boom, and just right? like clocking that dude. Oh, yeah, because even when he's in pitch black, they would use like the the firing of the gun to light up the moves. Oh, the equilibrium scene. I love that. It. Was so perfect. It was clean. It was that clean. was so good. Yeah, like but... it's it is on the level of the equilibrium scene. But it makes sense. It was perfect. It was made sense within that scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not him using the gun that lights up. Yeah. It's everyone that he's fighting exactly. in the dark. Exactly. Exactly. But it also had a touch of Batman 89. Like when Batman was fighting the guys in the alley and Vicky Vale was taking pictures at the moments he was punching people and they would just flash. So, so it almost seemed like, right. like the old TV show with um, Anna West, mm -hmm. like they would punch it and be like blam or whatever. You see those like flashes of words and stuff. Well, in 89 Batman, when he was fighting those, uh, Vicky Bell's taking pictures and the flash would match up with his hits to give it emphasis and stuff like that. So it's neat that if you're creative enough, you could translate things in, in certain kind of ways. And it's just like, man, it's just too cool. Just, right. Just and it's, cool. and it's a layer, right? Mm -hmm. It does you don't, call it out and put it in the front but yeah. for those that are like oh oh i yeah. get that oh yeah. i see that i see what you did right 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 <laughs> it's subtle right yeah. like adult yeah. adult jokes in a shrek movie <laughs> that's right that's perfect that's perfect that's perfect i thought the utility of this costume was pretty dope what do you think of his costume i liked it me too like i think we were talking about like afterwards like the, the pouch that he had on his thigh, right? I was like, the, the whole movie, it the aesthetic was utility. Yes, it was. Right? Like, clearly it's body armored up because yeah. there's a couple of times it takes, like, you know, double shotgun blast, like, right. fully automatic, like, pfft, takes it. But there's also, like, a functionality. Oh, the squirrel suit moment. Oh my God, it worked. <laughs> yes. I, I had a yes. little bit of heads up, I think, before oh, really? I saw there's some like little bit of squirrel suit. And I'm like, I'm like, because there's something in the trailer where he like zooms past a building. Yes, I remember. So it's like, I kind of yeah. knew something was coming. Okay. So when he got up there and then like zip, 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 and like the cape basically pulls in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he squirrel. I was like, dope. Yeah. And the bet, okay. So it was fucking cool. When he did that, jumped off the building, zooming down the street. He's like, all right, he's aiming for the top of the bus. Yeah. And he's coming in, and there's a little, like, parachute to slow him down. Yeah. The parachute patches on the edge of the bridge <laughs> that he's passing under to land Ooh. on the bus. And he hits the bottom side of the bridge, oh. bounces off the bus, bounces off a car, bounces down. <laughs> it's just walk like, it off. Oh, <laughs> that's... I mean, it's one of those things where like, you're fucking dead. <laughs> right. You're, you're dead. That's what it should be. But it's Three like, times. I get it. Batman's yeah. right. Walking supposed, off. To, be Batman. Yeah. supposed yeah. to be tougher. But they saw, he didn't just like bounce up. He was just like, no. you could feel him. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's trying like, to walk he's, it off. He's not, he's not strolling down that no. alleyway. He's like, no. Oh. Oh. Right. Like, honestly. There, there should have been a later shot where, like, you know, they had a couple shots where, you know, he had his shirt off and stuff because, like, he's pushing a table and you're like, you see all the scars. It should have right. been just like, bruise, 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 bruise all <laughs> along his back. 
right that, would... that would have been funny but I, it was nice because like like with the fight scenes he's not perfect he's not magic batman like yeah. he's doing amazing stuff but he's still he's taking those hits yeah right yeah he's making mistakes okay so with all the riddler's puzzles yeah which again looking forward to the detective version of batman it's gonna notice things it's gonna put things together i was like i I think i've talked my idea of like the way the dcu should have been done Mm -hmm. you do batman as the great detective putting together a whole bunch of other stuff so riddler makes sense but he still got stuff wrong (laughs) the whole larata right that whole thing right with alfred's iffy spanish translation which he calls out as iffy spanish translation yeah and they're interrogating penguin and like who's the rat da 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 because they think it's the penguin it's like you fucking idiots with your shitty spanish like (laughs) you don't know for the rat it's el rata like you got you got it wrong like it's not gendered that way right you gotta think y'all detectives and i knew that and then it's so brilliant because he's like it's supposed to be in spanish you are the rat. Mm-hmm. You are the rat. Mm-hmm. So you are L. And it's like, oh God. I was, yeah. I was so, I was like, okay, that's slick. Yeah. That's yeah. slick. Yeah. yeah I okay. think, I think it was even Gordon, like, at one point, we're like, this guy's a fuck. This guy think he's a fucking comedian with his puns. I was right. like, yes. Yes. The Riddler would be. Yes, yes. And it's so cool because the thing about it is sometimes the hardest trick for a thinker is something so simplistic because you would just always overthink it. And so it was kind of cool that he was playing with them in that way. And the fact that how they was kind of, you know, working it out together, you know, like they just kind of, I don't know, sometimes when they do this kind of thing in movies, they just kind of drop you off. And it's just like, ain't no way you'd be able to keep up with this at all. You would just have to see the ending and they'll be like, you see, we showed you. No, you didn't. We had no idea. It was never no breadcrumbs. We could never have any possible chance of figuring it out ourselves. You had to give us the answer. That that is the struggle with sort of mystery writing, right? Is are you going to actually leave out breadcrumbs? like little red herrings but actual like i put out everything on the page or on the screen that you actually you know sort of needed right to get to the conclusion theoretically there's a version of those sort of mystery stories where literally everything is there if you're really really sharp and you maybe make just one jump in logic or something you can put it together but they brought you along the thought process yes they did it's so easy to just have a sherlock that just sits there in his head and just goes oh it's this because blah 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 as opposed to sherlock having to go and look things up to read the paper to find out this to go to that and what they did and i think it worked really well because between alfred and detective gordon is he had his watson yeah right because you need like on detective shows you need two detectives as partners so that they can talk to each other so the audience can hear what they're thinking right right Mm -hmm. but the fact that also alfred was actively helping like he 
with the first puzzle. It yeah. was the next morning, and he's basically doing the crosswords with a murderer's puzzle, right? right? right. And they kind of like he's oh he's figured out all this, and then it's like all right, we got to dial it back. Like all right, what if we what if we just you know take these out, take your guesses out? What if it's just the things that he gave us? Now was just not key. all this like speculation right. guesswork, which is what you do when you're trying to figure out right, a cipher. Right, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of puzzles before, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, no, you remove everything, and it's only the things that specifically decode. And there's the word drive, drive. in the shape of the word drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought they did a great job, like bringing the audience along with the detective and not just not just the puzzles Mm -hmm. there's great visual communication of what's going on so in the first murder with the mayor right he's got the the carpet tucker right the tug right Mm -hmm. and from the camera like he knocks him down and he's sort of hitting him off off camera and then the camera cuts to across the room at a low angle and you see the murder weapon tumble right up to the camera right which is again the director making a very clear choice of here is the murder weapon Mm -hmm. and riddler comes up walks over and picks it up leaving just the blood in the shape of the edge of the murder weapon and that is a callback later when Batman is at the murder scene looking around and his eyes brought over too and you just see his feet in the exact same camera placement walk up and then we get a cut of his eyes and he's looking at it and then of course the crime scene camera woman comes over and like look right we get to see him the the eye work in this movie is on point right if you want a TV show, like nowadays we we have TVs that you can get so much closer, right, with the close-ups. But cinema in particular is you want to see the actors, the characters' eyes. Right. That's where they're going to communicate. On stage, it needs to be their voice and their body. But on camera, you can just get right up close into their eyes. Movie. Robert Patterson fucking nailed his eye work in this movie. Yeah, and I think he was leaning in on that, which is a good thing because he wasn't doing a lot of talking either. This Batman no. did not talk a lot at all. No, it worked. Yeah, it did. But he he's not a talky Batman at all. Question. But we can see what he's thinking. Yes. You can see yes. what he's thinking because you can see where he's looking, right? Yeah. The, the whole scene where they're at the funeral for the mayor, mm-hmm. right? He has the interaction with Falcone on the way in. But he's looking for Riddler. That's explicitly why he's there as right. Bruce Wayne. Right. He's looking. He's looking. And so when the car eventually like drives through and crashes in, Bruce, of course, because he's also Batman, doesn't cringe and hide. Right. He looks up at the balcony and he mm-hmm. sees the silhouetted, the one person who hasn't run away. Right. Right. And it's, the, oh, I think it's before the car drives through. It's when the commotion is starting, the car is about to come through, and it's only the rip, and then the car comes through. Yeah. And when he looks back up, he's gone, and the crowd comes back in. It's yeah. like you can see his thought process of what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. 
So because he was checking people on the way in, because he had checked yeah. this guy that was kind of staring at him, which came up later on. That same guy, I think that was the same guy that came up I, later. I on. think so. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of interesting how he was just aware of everything and how he used Bruce Wayne as a character to get into places, not not uh-huh. for his livelihood, but to use him as a prop to get into places. Right. This celebrity to, to I, get in. I I loved. They did this not only with his I am vengeance in the beginning and the sort of the refutiation at the end, you get to see the first time he goes into Penguin's Club as Batman, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> he goes in, punches and beats his way into that club. First he's, like, first he's like, do you know who I am to get through that door? Because remember that door thing comes up three times. Yeah. Getting getting into the club. So uh-huh. the first and time- And it's when he comes back in as, <laughs> when he comes back in as Bruce Wayne. Right, so the Batman one, it's the fight. He had to fight mm-hmm. to get in. You know who I am? Yeah, we know who you are. It's a fight to get to that door. The second right. time is Bruce Wayne and what? You know yeah. who I am? Right. They're like, come on in. Of course, Mr. Wayne. The third time, <laughs> he did a Batman sneaked in. So I, I liked how they redid that scene three times and got in three different ways. One he was polite. Batman. He was polite the right. first time and then punched his way in and then was just polite and got invited in because and then he celebrity. stuck his way in like right right it's amazing that the callbacks within the movie yeah right that they made those made those work so fucking well they did those so well that even when they brought up something and started something even though we may not have got a return on them yet Mm-hmm. You know they really mean something. It, so, it puts okay. more weight. It puts more weight on them because of that. So if right. you know somebody who moves like that, nothing's on accident. So, so when he first broke into the club, right, punching yes. his way through all these bouncers and stuff. Yes. And then what we find out later is the cop shows up because the way he interacted wasn't just to run up and like he had a gun. Everything like like. In my head, I was like, off-duty cop? Like, because of the way he told him to, to halt, yeah. right? Yeah. That the whole way he handled himself just said, off-duty cop, in the back of my head. And it was only yeah. later, it was like, oh, he is an off-duty cop. I was yeah. totally right. Because yeah. th- that is a legit thing that yeah. off-duty cops do a lot. They work yeah. as bouncers for clubs. Right, They're right. Really not, you know, <laughs> working for fucking kingpins and stuff. Right. Right, but that is right. something that happens. Yeah. So speaking of callbacks, and like I said, that didn't happen yet, but I think it's going to happen. What do you think in the beginning when you saw the Joker crew? That's what we'll call them for now since they're not labeled as that. But the Joker crew that <laughs> so had a new guy that was getting initiated into the mm-hmm. group and he has half a face painted. So I guess that's saying that he's half in, half out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. After he did this one thing, because they had the uh, newsreel of the Joker gang going around just knocking people out. Kind of like in real life where we had these kids that would go around oh, yeah. punching the, and knocking people the knockout out. knockout challenges. Right, right. So they're kind of doing the same thing with the Jokers. Everybody painted up except for one kid, half a face setting him up in a situation you could tell he doesn't want to do it yeah you get pressure to do it man do it do it and then you know before he could really even get into it the batman comes out and then one of those joker dudes wanted to test the batman thinking he ain't no, no big not deal a smart move. <laughs> so he steps to batman batman steps to him it's gonna be a one-on-one thing bad choice for the bad guy batman beats him to a puddle to the point where people are either running 
or getting the, the nearest hammer or anything they could do to try to stop them, which is foolish. Some try, they failed. But it was just one of those kind of situations. But that guy, that kid that had to have to face painted, you know, when I saw that, I was thinking like, yeah, he's going to be a Robin or something. What's going to, something going to be going on with this kid? Scared he, him straight. <laughs> he was the last one left too. And he's kind of looking at Batman, you know, he knew better than to try to fight him, but he just kind of looked at him. Batman kind of looked at him and kind of let him go unscathed. Right? The, the rest of them didn't get it because he tore that first guy up, broke him all kind of sideways. Yeah. And I think that's where he utters the I am vengeance line. Yes. Where he's like, yes. who the fuck do you think you are? And then he boom, 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 beats him down. Like, I am vengeance. Right. Like, okay, okay. Right. And it's funny that the, uh, that kid that had the half the face painted, he's in the show Titans and he's the new Robin. No way. Is it yes, the same actor? Same actor. No. So he better that's quit. Brilliant. So he better quit that crap show Titans so he could do this movie. <laughs> this dude, let go. Quit, quit Titans and lean into this one. But I thought it was just funny because I thought he could be a potential Robin. And I looked at him like, that's the dude that's already. He's supposed to be, be Robin in the new Titans. Did they funny. inception you, Jay? Is that why you're like, he's a, he could be a Robin? Wait a minute, he is a Robin. <laughs> it's quite it's quite possible. But it's just so funny because DC is so, and Warner Bros. is so crazy and messy like that, that oh, I know. they pull it from the same pool. They're not even supposed to even do that. It shouldn't be walking across the same people that's in other stuff that you're doing that's still in that world in a way. Even though I know it's like different... You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's yeah, it doesn't so make any sense. It's just kind of crazy, but you yeah. know, yeah, it, it's just very interesting. And I guess Marvel's guilty for the same thing because, you know, you have the human torch who became Captain America and all that kind of stuff. And human torch became, you know, the bad guy in Black Panther. So I know they kind of, but when I see that happening, it's just kind of like you, you put stuff in a sticky spot. And right. I would hate for him if he was supposed to be doing something else with this movie. I hope that that him being on the show doesn't mess with this because I think this would be a better deal for sure. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I would be, as I was telling my buddy Maddie, I'd be very happy if with the Flash movie, which is going to be Flashpoint, which is their version of the multiverse, switching right. up the timelines if this just becomes the new Batman in the DCU going forward, right? If, Whatever version of the Justice League we're going to have, because mm -hmm. I I don't think they're going to switch out Jason Momoa. Right. right? That's they're, a bill. You, oh, who's going to get rid of a billion dollars? Right. Right. I don't yeah. think they're going to get rid of Gal Gadot. Right. Right. Hopefully they hold on to, uh, uh, I'm going to get his name right. Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Okay. Mm -hmm. You got it. Um, but yeah, the, the the rest of the team, even Flash, Andrew I think Miller. works. Do you, do you think they'll work with this Batman though? I don't think this Batman. I think it's a whole different world. I don't think the the world matches up. To be honest, well, to no, me, the world doesn't match up. No, that's I mean, not their that, Batman. That's the thing. They're, I appreciate the fact that it's a standalone Batman in this story, right? You're not there's no allusions to any other superheroes or anything else. Right. Whether or not they they change that as part of Flashpoint, I, I don't know. That's a that would be nice. That would be nice. If it doesn't happen, I don't okay, whatever. Keep going with this one as a solo thing. I will be I'll take that. I'll I'll be fine. I'll take like, that. Yeah. DC I, I, hasn't managed to prove that they can bring multiple characters together 
Yeah, so and just just don't. <laughs> they got because they got too many different artists interpretations, and then the the sad part is sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. But then when you try to pull it together, then it's a, it's a hot mess. So it's just like you know, mm, that's that's the thing. Some great things could come out of this, but also instead of kind of seeing what fans would want or finding somebody who really like Zack Snyder, he does a pretty film, right? But he's not his taste is not the average comic book people who love this stuff taste. He, he has a whole other kind of thing. He likes the idea of it, but don't want the soul of it. Right. And so he gives you something that looks pretty, but does not feel recognizable. And that's a problem. Yeah. And so if they're looking for somebody to, to oversee all that, then have somebody like Matt Reeves that could do something. You could tell he loves it. You could tell oh, yeah. he's picking and pulling from all this different stuff and he gelled it together. Not doing like Batman v Superman and taking something that's from a totally different world in the future with a history, making them fight. I know it's so, that that um, you know. So he's fight is so he's just pulling stuff, you know, just hodgepodge of stuff and not understanding or taking the time to making it fit. Yeah, he just wanted there. Snyder Versus, does. Snyder does moments. Right, right. Moments don't always go together, especially when they're, they're in different they're, worlds. They're especially when they're in books and stuff that wasn't even, you know, really considered in the same world. It's like it got so popular that they did that. But when it was made, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It was an else world situation mm -hmm. that got popular, mm -hmm. like the killing joke. That wasn't yeah. part of the whole thing at first. But everybody loved it so much they were like well it worked and the people love it let's fold it in right. so stuff like that happens but like i said this right here this is the first time in a long time i saw stuff pulled from different stuff and put together in a narrative that fit it wasn't nothing that you kind of hit across that just hiccup real hard and be like wait a minute there was no fat that goes. there's no fat yes. whatsoever everything that movie was worked tight. together to build on what came before and add yes. to the narrative tension yes like the whole thing it was tight i, I loved how they did like i said i love the bat suit i like how they did batman what did you think of the tech man because that tech almost threw me off especially with the stuff with the uh contacts the contacts oddly worked for me that was crazy i love like that and the thing i is, didn't understand what was happening at first either i'm like what i didn't get really what uh -huh. was going on with it because first it, at first i thought Okay, I see what this is. You know, use it for a recording device. And at first, I almost thought that's almost sci-fi. She's almost too ahead, right? Mm -hmm. But the way they kind of showed you how it worked and how it went, and then right. his situation, it's like, okay, it's not too far. It's, right. it's not. It's it's ahead. It should be. Right. It should be. He's money and they, resources and, they, and stuff and like it, that. So he should and, be. And in a way to how they showed Batman not being perfect, like they yes. still showed that it's a piece of tech that has limitations. Like they were yes. getting interference, like yes. he had to dial in yes. to like yes. edit out the, the static and the noise. Right. 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 So it's it's selling you on the believability, the imperfection of this tech, as amazing right. as it is. Right. And then once it was done, it just worked. Right, yes, there wasn't yeah. any issue later until she right. took it out. Right, and the fact that she, Selena, which mm -hmm. they did a fucking amazing job with, yes, they did. the fact that she basically left a call for him because she put her context down at, on a table or something, yep. and she put a little note facing it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, like I don't know if it said "call me" or something, but she like had the earpiece in. Right. So when he finally started talking, she was like, "Oh, oh, can you hear me?" Yeah. and then they talked like right. yeah, yeah that it, it was cool it was the cool. fact that they had 
the Penguin. Yes. They had Catwoman. Yes. And they had Riddler. And Riddler is the primary villain. Penguin's an antagonist. Catwoman's a femme fatale. Right? Because clearly they're playing also on noir detective tropes because we have the voiceovers from Batman. Right? That is classic noir. When his voiceover started in the beginning, I was like, cool. Yes. They're leaning into the noir detective. I'm here for it. Right? Yes. It didn't happen very often. Nope. I think it was only like at the beginning and only at the end. I think we got the voiceover. Yeah, I think right? it was like two or two or three times. Either... Yeah, there might have been yeah. some journaling. I think in the yeah. middle where yes. we, we got some of his journaling. Right, I have to. But push it, but, it, but it wasn't to... all the time. Like you say, it wasn't like all the time. It right. wasn't like you know every five minutes. Like oh, they, here we they go. They didn't lean on it like a crutch. Yes. Right. They used yes. it really when they needed to, but they managed with those three characters and Batman to fill and flesh them out like make them work make them three dimensional like it didn't feel crowded it is a three hour long movie right. like I think I saw some random comment online where like they liked the movie but it dragged it a little bit I'm like when? Where? When motherfucker? Where? Like, I had to go to the bathroom I can't, I can't tell when to go I, right, I, there's, no time there's, to go. there's no fat in it like everything uh, mattered yeah. like they're not ratcheting the tension all the time, but there's always something vital to a character going on. There's yeah. always some little bit of conflict within the scene. There's different tones, right? Right. When Bruce has found out all this stuff about his dad working with Falcone to cover up like family secrets, like his mom had mental issues, da da da. He's like, oh my dad. He's, you know, he was a fucking bad guy. He did all this thing, worked with Falcone, and he's having the scene in the hospital with Alfred. And Alfred's like, look, your dad was a good guy who made a mistake. Yeah. Like, the tone of that scene, there's still conflict there, but yeah. the tone is different. It's not just action, 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 uh, danger, 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 right? Yeah. It is this conflict between a damaged young man and his surrogate father right? right arguing about his actual father right and i i i appreciate alfred's take on your dad was still a good man who made a mistake yeah. and the thing that falcone's not telling you because falcone fucking lies right. is that what got him killed was that he told Falcone that he was going to fix the mistake. Falcone killed that reporter, which was a step too far, and yeah. he was going to report it. He was going to go to the cops, and that's what got Thomas Wayne and his wife killed. I thought that was very interesting, one, that he would even tell Falcone that he was going to tell. I thought that was interesting. And I thought that was interesting, too, that it's kind of like, what do you expect from a hammer? Mm-hmm. You know what it's I mean? Valid. That is valid. So it's kind of like the way they did it is to kind of kind of give Thomas out in a way or not totally meant to do it kind of stuff. But, you know. He made a mistake. He yeah. fucking made a mistake. Yeah, because he probably felt desperate to the situation and right? stuff like that. And he wanted the problem to go away and he went yeah. to a fixer and the fixer fixed and it, but in a way that he should have known better now i wish they would absolutely should have known better yeah and i wish they would have shown some of that like their encounter like him on the table and stuff and trying to patch him up because 
it was kind of neat how that was because I was thinking in my head that'd be interesting what really kind of happened versus what he's saying because because mm-hmm. folks cause, online. Cause, and then Thomas Wayne is not alive to say his part in it because it's like really to Bruce it was just kind of a situation where his dad got put in a situation and obviously it was more more of a relationship than we thought more than Bruce thought too so I, I was kind of curious like I wonder how scene deep where he could first that go talks to Falcone Yes. Because he's not planning to, but he thinks, no. oh, shit, Selena's with him. Yeah. I'm being played. This girl right. that I kind of like. Yeah. Oh, she's working for Falcone. And it's not. It's yeah. Falcone's other squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. But that scene comes up because Falcone wants to be like, oh, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, your dad did me a solid. We, me and your dad were good buds. Like, right. he, he saved my life. Like it proves we were good friends and he's just like no it proves he took the hippocratic oath <laughs> like that was yeah. perfect yes yeah because it's like no asshole like he's a doctor like you might but, be you might be scum which i'm not gonna say but yeah. like he he still has to help you yeah but it's falcone but, trying to be like no we are more we're good please come in let me let me take you under my wing let me lie to you so i can manipulate you and get leverage on you just like i did your dad oh yeah it could be that but like i said i was also wondering was it really did they really have something else kind of going on he was kind of laughing because like you're so naive like you think your dad was this person but i really knew who he was and so i couldn't but you know what that's beautiful the fact that we don't know for sure anyway you know, right. <laughs> it's one of those kind of things that where both could be true or, you know, whatever. That's why they I said managed, they, on so they managed much to stuff. convey so many things from the past, all yeah. this history without doing any flashbacks. Yeah, they did. Right? They did. Which is so difficult. It right? is. It is. It is. Yeah. But the like whole I said, history of renewal. Like yeah. that whole thing, like, and they made it so clear how Riddler f- figured it out because he's a accountant. He's, he's an accountant, forensic accountant. Yeah, yeah. His whole job is to look through cooked books and figure yeah. out. Oh, they've been just using it as a slush fund. This whole thing is bullshit. Right. Let me dig right. more. Let me dig more. I'm gonna blow it out and reveal everything. Unmask about, ab- about something that was supposed to save his life or, or make his life better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so this is why I am in this situation because of this situation. Right. And I know who did it. Flushed. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, What did you think of? Well, I thought it was interesting the way Bruce Wayne was handled. In most movies, Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne heavy, a little bit on the Batman part. This one, it was the other way around. It was a lot of Batman Mm -hmm. and a little bit of Bruce Wayne. Which I I didn't mind. I thought it was different, but I kind of didn't mind because they even when they were supposed to have meetings and stuff, where where it got to the point where you know they were having meetings at the house because he wouldn't leave the house to go to the meetings, and even that kind of stuff was just like a point where it's about him and Alfred talking, Alfred's right. working on a puzzle, and it just kind of cuts to something else afterwards. Like you just get Bruce when you have to have him, otherwise they're on that Batman quick. Yes. How do you feel about that? I think it worked because, like, again, this is supposed to be like two years into his career as Batman. He is still super obsessed. He's le- and it's clear through his conversations with Alfred, he's just letting everything else fall apart. Like he 
doesn't care about doesn't care about Wayne Wayne Corp. He doesn't care about his parents' legacy. Like what he's doing is his parents' legacy. Right. Right. He doesn't care about Bruce Wayne. Right. Right. Keeping up appearances. Right. Which I thought was cool. I, and and the the funny thing is like there's the whole debate of like is Bruce Wayne the real persona or is Batman the real persona? Mm-hmm. And like depending on the interpretation it's very much like batman's the real persona and bruce wayne is affectation right the animated series is Mm -hmm. 100% that like i think the christopher nolan one is batman's the real persona i felt like this one skewed more towards bruce is still the core personality Oh, okay. It's Batman's a mask, right? Batman, like, even, even the, okay, so Riddler's been caught. He's in Arkham. And Riddler's talking about how the mask freed him, yes. right? To, bo- to be his true self. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, un- like, Batman is a means to an end for bruce like we 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 think that as much as he lives and breathes in being batman and cleaning the streets the the core of that is still a wounded bruce wayne and he doesn't have the affectation bruce wayne that he puts out in public right he's very just very emo (laughs) i think we agree on out in public right very dour but that's him like he doesn't have a mask on out in public he's just emo not happy bruce wayne and i don't i think the batman mask lets him get his vengeance out right get his rage out but he's still bruce wayne like there's not so getting to the his whole fear of riddler unmasking him it's an interesting question of is he afraid because then he won't be able to be batman anymore or is he afraid because people will know that it's bruce right I don't know. I, I think I think with this whole which persona is it is is kind of a false dichotomy anyway because he's both. Yeah, he's both. Like the truth but, is, he's really both. Okay, when they say that, I take it more of it like, what skin do you feel more comfortable in? I think there's always a true self, and I think there's always a self we gotta put on for show. And I think he's comfortable because really, say Bruce Wayne is the way he is, like you say then, you know, he could still be Bruce Wayne with the moniker of Batman, but his persona as a playboy, you know, you know, buying up hotels and with all the ladies and stuff like that, to me, that would be a, a, a mask as well, even though the mask happens to be, you know, carries the name that was given to him. Right. Um, so I just think he, like you said, he haven't got to that point of knowing the importance of it. Mm-hmm. 
you know and, and I, who I knows could this batman they may not need to do it like that i don't know he might just be the recluse who knows i don't i don't know and i kind of like, I, like the fact that I don't know yeah it's i like only the fact year that two. I don't know yeah i think an interesting thing that they could play with i i, I don't want to see it as a theme of within the movie of like which is the real which is the real person yeah, that, 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 yeah, or which no. is the facade that's uh yeah yeah I, I i think it was important for this just because that was that was the riddler's issue that's the issue mm-hmm. he had so he's yeah. putting it on him i could put more the mask so. on and i can right. do all this stuff right so he's putting it on on bruce more so than i think that that's an issue because the truth is i don't want this batman molded or we're going to get to the Batman that we've seen before. Just mm-hmm. keep keep leaning in the way you're leaning in. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get to Christian Bale's Batman. I'm right. not trying to get into Ben Affleck's Batman. I want wherever this Batman is going to be to be because I like where you're going with it. I like I like the, you know, the ingredients in this soup. Don't don't switch it up at the end and and make it the thing that I that we've already had a thousand. Yes, times. exactly. I think an interesting thing that they could play around with in Oh God, they have to do another movie after this. Is you can have a Bruce Wayne affectation that he starts to play up because right. I think what we are going to see out of this because he rejects the I am vengeance because it comes out of Riddler and Riddler's follower. It literally right. comes out of their mouth. Of, this is my vengeance. I am vengeance, and it's like, right. oh, Uh-oh. that's my line. Right. Oh, and you're both right. I just can't take out my (laughs) grievance on the world, right? Because I'm just repeating a cycle of violence. Okay, okay. I have to be something else, which we'll get to in a second. But he can have that new affectation of Bruce Wayne trying to positively affect Gotham, right? While he has the the Batman affectation, the facade to do the dirty work. But then he can have, and this is from the comics, he can have Matches Malone, right? Which used to be this underworld guy Mm -hmm. who eventually got killed off. And occasionally Bruce would assume his identity. Right. Put on the mustache, Mm -hmm. the glasses, he'd have the matches, right? Lighten Mm -hmm. them with his thumb, blah, blah, blah. So he could infiltrate the underworld, right? Right. Maintain a presence in Falcone's organization so he could get information and eventually... Dick Grayson would take on matches Malone as he got older, right? So it's like you can play around with there's the core in the end, Bruce Wayne, that can put out these false affectations as means to an end, right? And then it then there's the genuine question of aside from Alfred, who gets to meet that Bruce? Like Selena, I feel like, got close. Right, she's still seen him through, obviously Batman. Right, but there was some connection there. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting when she was like, when he was talking, she was like, "I don't know who you are, but I bet you're a rich kid." Oh, okay. <laughs> the shots fired at the one percent in this movie were choice. Was it? old rich white dudes like selena kyle called it out like that one of the riddler's guys that was in the the memorial right like it's like ah oh, fucking rich dudes that got it and he's like he's talking to fucking bruce wayne he doesn't realize it. right 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 there's right. there's a lot of like check your fucking privilege bruce like that's why that's why in 
the scene at the end where he's in Arkham with Riddler and Riddler's like, has done the whole, like, we're on the same team, right? We put on the mask. We, do all the, exactly. we were working together. I, I was the brains. You were the brawn. Right. I gave you the instructions, like, go and do this. And he's like, no, no, we are right. not on the same team. Like, right. you're a nutcase. And then Riddler really... kind of loses his shit. Yeah. He hasn't stepped out of the shadows yet. He's in the interrogation room with the window between them, but he's still yeah. in the shadows. So Riddler can't read his eyes. Yeah. But everything Riddler's saying is yeah. like, I'm going to unmask this whole thing. Right. right. And he's been talking about Bruce Wayne and he goes off on this random motherfucking Bruce Wayne. Right. And he never says, he never phrases it in a way until like midway through where yeah. it's not clear whether or not he knows knows batman is bruce wayne he's ranting yeah. about this fucking rich kid who yeah he's an orphan too just like me but he's a fucking billionaire Boom, right. fucking who right. like when your when his parents died me and the rest of the 30 orphans that were in a room just got chucked to the gutter i'm ad living yeah. here but it was yeah. it was like yeah. fuck him one would die every winter he's in his tower he's rich right. and how he's not the orphan we were the orphans right yeah it was it, crazy it's this it's this very understandable grievance that he has but for bruce yeah we can see his eyes in the shadow and it's very much like oh fuck yeah. he's looking at the camera and he's like this yeah. is being recorded like this is yeah. this is the end yeah like, i'm fucked because he's like bruce Bruce, and he's, and he's like, and he's like, are you calling to me? And he's just, and he, it's the one time where his body language is a little collapsed, a, a, a little. He's like, ah, oh, shit, here it comes, here it comes, and yeah. then he's like, I fucking hate that guy, and he's like, yeah. that guy. But, oh, not me, that guy. And then he's like, all right, I'll step up into the light. <laughs> uh, all right, no, okay, let's talk about this now. He already felt a little bit of ways because right before that, that's when he was in the Riddler spot and he thought he was found out and that's why he got out of there uh -huh. and told Gordon he was a good guy. Yes, good, he told him he was a good, good cop. cop. He's a good yeah. cop because the whole way knew. through, he never like yes. thinks, I totally trust you, Gordon. He never yes. says that. Yeah. Because he's yeah. like, I'm suspicious of all these fucking cops. And then Gordon's yeah. like, dude, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he thinks Batman is over. So he's just kind of mm -hmm. letting him know, I'm telling like, you now. And so it's like, he, you're an actual good cop. Right, I think, right. I think you're solid. I right. Mean, that that is like the I'm going to die. It's yes. been nice knowing you. And you're exactly. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was that a yeah. was that like a goodbye I'll see you tomorrow or right. goodbye? Right. So he hauled his butt off to to go find you no know, to go see the, the Riddler. And so I thought it was interesting. Okay. So with you saying that, and I thought it was interesting too, because he flipped when he realized that they was not on the same that the Riddler and Batman was on the same page. And I can understand how he could feel that way because they both was cleaning up Gotham, but with different tools, right? Right. So I thought it was very poetic. And the fact that he really honestly thought they were working together and, mm -hmm. and, and Batman's like, man, quit talking reckless, man. We're being recorded. And he's just like, and then we did this. Oh, no, we didn't. And then he's we like, did this. No, oh, no, I didn't. And then you no, did this. Did. Remember this? Oh, no, he's I like, didn't. He's like, but I, I gave you the instructions. You I gave you the, 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 the puzzles and everything. Right. You did what I, you brought him in the light, light. just like and I said. It was he's like, like, no, no, uh, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. 
he realized it too late. It was yeah. a summons to bring him out into the light. Yeah, but it was just kind of like, because almost kind of joking before when we were talking about how, you know, almost like I'm giving you too much credit for being smart. Because there was right. some other puzzle they were working out. Over the like, computer, oh, okay. yeah. Yes. But, okay, so with that being said, when he was saying Bruce Wayne, you think the Riddler don't know that Batman was Bruce Wayne? No. Okay. I think he would have he, he, he totally he unmasked him. I think uh, he did. I, I think he did. I think he did. Because matter of fact, the reason why Batman got nervous in the first place, because he saw even on his wall. In the apartment. Where, where, where I, the news I know thing, who you are. Yeah, I know who you are. And had a picture of Bruce Wayne there. I think he knew who he was. I think he was screwing with him. And that's why he was saying the name so elongated, because he was just waiting to see if he was going to say anything. Because really, that wouldn't do anything for him. It wouldn't do anything, I don't think. I think he genuinely fucking hates Bruce Wayne. As smart as he is I, and all I, the stuff he's I, doing, you think that he wouldn't figure... Okay, he, he already had evidence he was poking around. Put it like this. Who's Batman and a picture of Bruce Wayne there? So you just think that that was just a guess that I, he was making? No, I don't even think it's a guess. I think it's a red herring for us and for Bruce. It's, it's meant... It's his wall of like all the people involved in the conspiracy. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, yes, we and Bruce make the connection of like, well, those two things are next to each other. You've got the I know who you are and then a picture of Bruce. But we are assuming, just like Bruce did, there is a connection there that Riddler has made. Instead yeah. of it's just his board of the whole conspiracy, those two things just happen to be next to each other. Because if you look at that scene, he fucking hates Bruce Wayne, that whole rant that he does, the whole rant that he does. And he never, and again, his own phrasing is, I fucking hate that guy, that guy, not you. And even if he's trying to, for some weird reason, like, which doesn't make any sense, not in his weird ranting phrasing out him again, he fucking hates Bruce Wayne. He, he wouldn't likes- work with Bruce Wayne if he knew Batman was Bruce Wayne, and he clearly was working with Batman. The fact that he even said anything about that mask being actually him, I think he would even deal with him as they were, if there were two different people. I don't know. Clearly, the, he's the, like, the- I am working with Batman, and he hates Bruce Wayne. So unless he's doing some unexplored like i'm just going to keep these two separate thoughts in my head at the same time no i know that the same person i think think that scene would have gone differently if he knew it could have been a coincidence but i think that's very interesting that he wouldn't have tried to figure out who batman was especially since he had he tried to kill bruce the bomb he sent to bruce wayne is meant to kill bruce and if he knows that bruce is batman that would have killed Batman, his collaborator in this whole endeavor. He didn't know. It was a very nice red herring that not only worked on us, it worked on Bruce. See? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I want to get to the other uh, thing that I remember you <laughs> talked about when we were outside the, the movie theater is at the end, there's the whole flooding of the city. They're in the, the, big, the, the big amphitheater. He fights off a whole bunch of Riddler goons and the last thing that happens is 
the scaffolding starts to collapse and the big electrical box is going to oh. electrify everyone in the water. And so he jumps out and takes off half of his logo and cuts it and falls into the water. And then when he comes up... That's the top half, though. Not the bottom half. He cuts the top half that he's connected to. Okay. I, I got more on that in a second. I, I think there's some <laughs> stuff there. But he okay. falls down and comes up out of the water. And right. then all the lights are out because that killed the power in the building. Yes. Right? And so he reaches into his kit and he pulls out a flare. Flare. Right? Lights mm -hmm. the flare. And then goes in and, like, finds a couple people on the wreckage and starts to lead them out. And <laughs> you put some stink on that. You didn't like that. <laughs> I, want, I, I want you to re-articulate that because... <laughs> I think it's I think it's valid because you I think you said it was just too on the notes, especially with yeah. the sort of speech that starts to come up out of that. Right. This right. is the set, this is the last voiceover from Bruce, where he rejects "I am vengeance" and tries to build something towards hope instead for his legacy. I, yeah, I thought it was on the notes, and I thought it was just very cheesy of you know follow him into the light and all this kind of stuff. But you know, I, it wasn't just that part, but it was just how everything was just happening, like. People are drowning and stuck, and he's trying to help people, and nobody won't take his hand, but a child will take his hand. And once the child takes his hand, all the adults trust him, even with him carrying a woman and all that kind of stuff. But I know that a lot of that was probably happening because he was understanding how his persona was almost too much. Yeah. <laughs> especially when everybody, especially when the quote unquote bad guys was using the same kind of shtick in a way. Right. With the fear. So what I think reason why it went the way it did is because it's getting towards the end of the movie. It's running out of time and they have to put all this stuff to get Batman from the scary guy to on the side of the people and only the bad guy should fear him. So I think it's just the timing of it and how just back to back to back. You went to this guy who was just beating up crowds of people, crowds of thugs, crowds of cops. He wakes up in the middle of a room full of cops. He's trying to take <laughs> out all the cops. So he's always just fighting and taking out stuff the whole time, right? And then now all of a sudden he's like, and this is why we love Batman, you know? Because even when people have like fan art of Batman, he's always saving a child or he's at right. a grave site. He's always well, a sensitive that's, that's person. That's most easily associate with right. heroics, which is right. saving people, not necessarily right. punching people out. Right. So it's almost like we got the slow burn and the gradual increase and a lot of that Batman doing his thing, taking care of business, which we like to see as well. But there is also the other side of Batman that we like as well, too. But like I said, it wasn't as nuanced. And I think that they were just doing a lot of broad strokes. Mm-hmm to get it done because of time restraints. It's a heavy lift. But when it happened, I understood why they did it, but I just thought that it was heavy that they did it and how quickly they did it too. It's kind of like, I'm seeing how the magic is happening. I'm seeing behind the scenes a little bit. I would love if part of the next movie was directly Batman trying to find out how he can, he can have his cake and eat it too, where yeah. he can be Gotham's knight its right. protector and i think i was thinking of this the other day he's not going to be their dark knight right like the right. christopher nolan he will be our dark knight he's the hero we deserve instead of the right. one we need blah 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 mm -hmm. he is going to try and explicitly set a different tone where he is gotham's knight without being vengeance without right finding a different path Right. Still is protecting and saving people, right? 
right we kind of get to see what i think of as the 80s batman which i read a lot of where if he was chasing a bad guy and the bad guy as he's running across like shoves someone off a building batman just jumps off the building to go save yeah. the person right? right right heroics but it does need more breathing room i agree it's 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 like the first step in a broad stroke yeah that scene starting with the room gets flooded oh the electrical thing these are all of course choices that the writer and the director are making right that it's not just like well he has to do the thing it's like no we wrote the situation so he responds to it so when he comes up out of the water and he lights the torch and he goes over to every everyone's you know trapped under the scaffolding i said earlier when we were talking the other day that you know it's no mistake that the kid did it right because the kid knows him like from when his parents got murdered right? right they had that connection so i was like okay it makes sense that it's the kid but with your whole thing of like him leading them out the light in the darkness da 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 da, da yeah. going back to my earlier comment of like that kid is the bruce wayne analog right he starts by having to lead himself out of darkness right he's taking the kid out first and yeah it's the kid that goes with him first because everyone's afraid but there is that extra layer of it's not just i'm taking people out right i'm taking my injured self out into the light in a new direction so there's that and i think a subtle thing and this is uh, i freely admit i might be reading way too much into this they have the whole there's the water there's the electrical cables dangling down and he has to go and cut it to save everyone blah 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 and he falls into the water but when he cuts it like you see it he gets shocked and you're like oh yeah is that is that too much shock and if we go back to joseph campbell which george lucas loves and there's the the, the hero's journey part of that journey is you have to die you have to go to the underworld so you can be reborn right and we see this in so many freaking movies where you, right. you essentially have to go to the dark place you your ego has to die in some way you have to go through that change right you're getting baptized and become you come something new. new right and that is his baptism right right it's literally right after he's confronted by the riddler goon being i am vengeance i am throwing your ideology back at you and you see how flawed it is and then the electrical box happens right. and then he drops down into the water a classic allusion to the underworld and right. there's a half second pause of like oh shit, is he dead and of course he's not fucking dead and he comes up right and then he lights the flare mm -hmm. and now he's going to be the light in the dark yeah. Right. Not yeah. the Dark Knight, right. but Gotham's Knight. So I was maybe reading way too much in that last oh, no. day of so, but I was like, yeah, I like that. It's, yeah. it's. I was thrilled enough that it was a rejection of I am Vengeance and sort of the Dark Knight Frank Miller version, and he's going to be something more towards hope, which people are classically like, well, that's fucking Superman. I'm like, dude. Batman's not that much of an asshole. Yeah, like he's, he's not. still a nice guy. He saves kids. He tells jokes. He he's makes that way fun people of people. Like you read yeah. the. I'm not even talking like '60s goofball, right? Like Batman. I'm talking like the Great Detective Run in the '80s, yeah. right? Right. 
he could have a sense of humor. Right. Like, he was very serious in his work, but he wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to go for a piece of shit out of a bunch, bunch of fucking people. There wasn't that bloodlust there. He wasn't. Right. He was, I'm trying to do good to prevent bad things to ha- from happening to other people. Right. But he wasn't like, and I'm going to enjoy beating the shit out of a bunch of street kids. Like, right. yeah. so seeing that, that, direction are like a fucking high five but like i said most of this movie i didn't see coming and it was just nuanced mm-hmm. it's like oh here we go here we go oh okay okay so when i saw that like i said it just laid out and i'm like okay they ran out of time because you can't be that good with your gadgets and thinking five steps ahead and you're cutting the wire that way where you fall in like i said I understand, but it was just like, there would have been other choices that could have been made too that would have been like, I would have thought like, okay, that's how Batman would have did it too. It's also the the big heroic choice of, ah shit, I don't have handy options. I'm just going to do the thing that'll probably get me killed to right. save a bunch of people. I thought it was like, kind of like out of the blue. Here's a wire that's putting people in danger. And like, oh, now he got to go jump. You didn't see that kind of thing happen through the whole movie. And that's why I was just like, not that he wouldn't have done it, but mm-hmm. this this never came up before. Yeah. In this way. Right. Because this is the one thing that isn't a callback. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just, he's doing the heroic thing. You see him do all... Well, okay. I would say the one heroic thing he did is when the car crashed <laughs> through the memorial service. He kid. grabbed the kid first yeah, kid. and dived out of the water. That's the only one he worried so, about. <laughs> right? Because it's him. Yeah, yeah. It's him. Exactly. But it's not set up as a theme of Batman not doing those things. Yeah, that's the same. Right? Yeah. That's, like, I, I think that... also that would have left a really bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah. If he started off where he, he did have that classic, there's a bad guy running away and the bad guy knocks someone off a bridge or a building yeah. and he just focuses on the bad guy and lets the person fall. Yeah. The only time we saw where he was just kind of like not tripping about the civilian, but wasn't really civilian, was Catwoman. When she was like, and you put me in danger by setting me up to go in here with these cameras mm-hmm. and all this other kind of stuff. So either he could have just been hella confident in his in his technology, or he really was just kind of like, you know, you're a tool too. Right. And, and so that's the only time we really kind of saw him dealing with somebody who could actually get hurt by dealing with him uh-huh. and how he would handle it. But right. he did show concern when she was like, I'm done with this. You know, I'm taking this stuff out. And right. it was a fine line. You couldn't tell if he was concerned because he wasn't going to get no more recordings or whatever. Right. Or was he concerned about her livelihood just in case he needs to go in there and try to save her? You cannot tell. I, I kind of read that as he was more concerned about not getting more intel. <laughs> Me too. Me like, too. There's a legit side thing yeah, yeah. where uh, and this is... I'm not going to do this. There's a version of this, but they could have simply had a line of like, she just goes, what the fuck happens? This goes south. He's like, I've got five entry points on that building. I can be there in 30 seconds. Right, right. Boom, done. Where it's like, yes, I have considered your safety. It's a thing. I will will cover your ass. But I kind of like the fact that he was just fucking focused on his goal. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Out of that tension, they build... Yeah. towards a relationship man the, so the funny thing was with Catwoman because in the trailer they did a, I think they did an amazing job of not giving shit away yeah they did like like I, I saw someone kind of bitching at whoever did the marketing in one way because like they felt like they didn't sell what this movie really was what type of Batman movie they just hit it in like explosions and stuff happening and blah 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 which, which I'm fine with but one of the things from the trailer was she has that line of like, don't worry, I got nine lives. 
right? Don't worry about me. Yeah. And it's when it's the the scene where she wants to kill the cop, right? Yeah. And he's basically like, don't. And it comes back later, I think, explicitly as a line of like, you know, Falcone hasn't suffered enough, and he's basically like, don't, don't make yourself suffer, right? It's it's like don't damage yourself. It wasn't don't be him of don't drop down to his level. It was don't hurt yourself. You want to hurt him, but it's gonna hurt you, right? He's telling her that it's like this is gonna take something away from you by doing this, right? It's you're gonna damage your soul, right? In larger terms, like you kill him, that is that is gonna fuck you up for the rest of your life, right? Assuming that she hasn't said killed it in, already. He said it in so <laughs> few words, right? Yeah. But back to the scene where she like wants to kill the cop, right? He's like, don't don't do this to yourself. He's he's building to that same argument, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and she's just like, no, it's like don't don't destroy your life. He's right. like, don't worry, I got nine lives, and then kicks the cop off the side. Right? It was perfect yeah like i wasn't yeah. the, the great thing was even with the trailer there was no bits where i was like aside from the squirrel suit where i like i was waiting for a thing i was yeah, so here. in the movie i wasn't even like well when's this supposed to happen da, 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 da. like yeah same here i, I think maybe the car chase thing. when he goes to the fire because i knew that because that's fucking yeah. iconic yeah yeah yeah, but you can't really tell what stuff is going to happen because even how they introduced the, um, you know, they showed them working on it at first, which was kind of cool. But the, even the presentation of how Batmobile was first shown, it was almost kind of like Batman. It just you kind of hear it in the shadows. Mm-hmm. That thing started lighting up. It it's so dope. funny because when I first saw like how the Batmobile looked, I was thinking like, man, you know, this doesn't look like a traditional Batmobile. It looked like a, just like a car and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But seeing it in the movie, it, for some it, reason, it became a character. So, yes, as basic as, as it was, it had enough on there to just like, yes, that's the Batmobile. I think it's a beast. And, and the thing is that I I appreciate that it's not outlandish. Yeah, because to the practicality of leaving your ridiculously Batmany Batman Batmobile off in an right. alley, it's going to cause attention. That right, car right. is still noticeably odd yeah right but it's not like oh that's clearly batman's car yeah right i like how that thing is just i i also just loved how many times he's riding around on a motorcycle not in a batman outfit right because he's laying low he's tracking people he can't do that as fucking batman on a motorcycle which does happen i feel like he has a totally different bike for that right Mm -hmm. riding with the cape and everything but he's just like he's on the street he's clearly like covering up and taking off and covering up and taking off the the batman outfit so he can pass on the street right i i I loved that and um at the end after selena him and selena are like hey you should stick around she's like you can come with me and it's that classic like uh yeah you're gonna be play bat boy okay you go be bat boy and then they're riding the motorcycles out of the cemetery and he catches up and then she p- pulls ahead and then he pulls ahead. It's like, they're still flirting with each other. So right. all the way through, they get to the gate of the cemetery and it's from behind and they pause and they both stop and they put a leg down on their bike. And then she pulls out left. He goes right. And he goes right. So it's like in the scene, in the memoriam, like he tells her his choice 
but then the drive out of the cemetery there's still like a will they won't they like it's it's really good cinematography like you're communicating so much of like uh but he could he could go with her he could we know he's not but you can see <laughs> the tension there the desire to go with her yeah yeah as yeah. she put it to go have fun and knock over some billionaires and ceos <laughs> start with bruce yeah i thought it was interesting how they really had the bad guys as politicians and all that kind of stuff. i thought it was just very real world in a way it's almost one of those kind of things where once again where the villain is doing something that you're not exactly mad at and so it's just it's like grievance bad guy right <laughs> right it's, it's killmonger Killmonger right. was Grievance bad guy and he took right. it way too far. It's... And Riddler wasn't outlandish. Like his plan is convoluted, right? Yeah. But he's not outlandish. He doesn't have his big giant green suit. Like he's evocative like of the Zodiac killer. Or right? Hush. It reminded me of Hush with his face wrapped. Well, there was literally, literally in one of like the montage, I don't know, not montage. I saw the word hush the collage, on hush, and hush. I was like, yeah, because someone was like, uh, it was my buddy Esteban, like the night before I saw it, he was like, well, it could be hush because that's a whole thing where hush impersonated Riddler. Da, 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 da. And I was like, right. oh, could be. So when I saw hush, I was like, oh, but it was hush as in hush the reporter like make him yeah. stop talking so yeah but they know that Riddler normally doesn't have a mask like that so they, you know right they play with a lot of stuff that if you know what you're looking at or know the references you you kind of like okay it's a nod and you just right. take it I liked Gordon Jeffrey Wright did a great yeah, job he did a great job he does a great like, job in everything yeah yeah I, I like how they work together and they were kind of figuring things out together and I, I like how how they moved together i thought it was really really cool right um, both hop in their separate vehicles and yeah yeah just the, the the, <laughs> gordon when they're uh, in the police station and he's woken oh. up and they're like why shouldn't we arrest you need to get your guy under control gordon and he's like whispered to him he's like all right so you're gonna take the keys and go out that door after you punch me <laughs> it's just like yeah. Like, oh man, Gordon, you're signing up. And then later, it's a beautiful callback. And like, you couldn't you couldn't have pulled the punch a little bit? Right, like, right, he's giving right. shit. When when I saw that scene, the first thing I thought is, no way he falls asleep on the ground and wake up in the police station with all those police around him with that mask still on. I'm glad that it was, but right. no way, no way. Well, that's always the classic. Like, I, I've seen this joke so many times where it's like you you see the version of like uh all the lord of the rings books stacked up stacked up tall all three big tomes and it's like there's the original version and then there's the there's a tiny sliver of pages off to the right where it's like that's the version where they got on the giant birds and flew straight to mount doom <laughs> right <laughs> i just tossed it in the volcano which has been refudiated because it doesn't fucking make sense even in context but whatever yeah they, the, the whole thing was like oh he gets knocked unconscious because we wrote that and then it's like well why doesn't someone just rip his fucking mask off immediately the cops you know a bunch of them that don't like him why wouldn't they do that because that would just like ruin, ruin the story gordon was the yeah, unless gordon was there the whole time at school right him. Not for him. We'll give him. Don't, we'll give him that. Don't touch the mask. Don't touch we'll the Hands off. Yeah, unless it's electrified, like you know we've seen before too. <laughs> right. They try to touch it, they get zapped. But uh, but yeah. So I, like I said, I thought the the cool part about this 
was the fact that even though it was three hours, it didn't feel like three hours. I thought right. that they touched on stuff like his mom being an Arkham and all that kind of, all that, that stuff. Wow, yeah. I think his mom is from the Arkham family. I they was like, brought, oh, okay. They brought up a lot of stuff that, like I said, that they didn't even, I don't know. It was neat that they brought it up, but then, like I said, I, I'm almost kind of like, don't bring up questions you can't answer at the time. But it, it was neat. Like I said, they just kept bringing out stuff that was different than we saw in different movies. Mm -hmm. And for that, I think it was cool. Like the whole reveal about Catwoman's father. Like, we already oh. know that. We knew that already. So people didn't, you know. So speaking of really good dialogue, did you catch the line Falcone said as he was strangling Selena? About taking out, his, taking out her mom? Yeah. yeah that yeah. was just like... Oh yeah. yeah, it was a tragedy when your mom died. Da da da. Like he just lies yeah. to everyone. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, it's a tragedy, and you had to do the same to your mother. It's like, and it wasn't even like he said it like that. It's like he, I forget exactly what he said, but it's he like, made a comment about how, to, how to, he feels bad about having to take out his own flesh and blood. He made a comment again. about yeah, yeah. So it was like, something like that where it's just like one little line of like yeah. again, like one word. Where it's like oh. He, yeah, so and then I know people were saying like you know, you know, saying like they thought that he knew, and I'm thinking like I don't think he knew because he was kind of flirting with her, and that's why I knew yes. that he probably didn't know because he was kind and of. And she like, specifically name dropped herself when she yes. showed up with the gun. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing wasn't like you know who I am this whole time. No. It's yeah. you've just been acting like a creepy old dude hitting on some mm -hmm. young thing, mm -hmm. but it's like no, I'm letting you know last name selena kyle yeah like, you are my father oh yeah 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 that so. that they managed to do her story well in the middle of this batman oh, yeah. story they did they like, did and i think the reason why this movie worked i would have enjoyed for it to even be longer i wouldn't even trip because like i said some of the stuff they touched on i would have liked to have you know because like i said in the beginning for sure they were just kind of noodling out you know and it was just mm -hmm. stretching it slowly and all this other kind of stuff and like i said you can just tell when they kind of ran out of time so they start trying just let's reel this in because we gotta you know end this but i love how as tight as it was i think it played more like a like a Netflix show or 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 streaming mm -hmm. show than it did mm -hmm. an actual movie, right? Like it didn't feel like a movie, it felt like a streaming show where we sit up there and watch something and binge it and get like ten hours of just content. It felt like that. It flowed like that, which was yeah. very nice because usually movies is not this dense. No, all this kind it's of not this dense. It's not this not, tight. It's not. And you're this not clean. confused, and you're not confused. So all the stuff going on, all these different characters, all these twists and turns, all this back and forth stuff, and the character trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out behind the character and these new interpretations of the characters, and you don't get lost. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Or disengaged. I mean, right. A couple of people apparently did, but whatever. Like I right. was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Me and too. It, and again, it didn't have to be, like action on the edge of my seat like there's stakes in every scene in right. every line and right. for all the scenes that have very little dialogue you can right. still read what's going on right right there's still stuff happening and for the first time in a long time i sat here and watched this movie for all it did all the chances it took all the introductions of new things and put in new ways I can't think of one time I watched it when I thought like, you know, that's not Batman. Not a once. 
right that i didn't because sometimes i see stuff I'm like no that man wouldn't do that or that's not a right. character or uh, not once and i thought that was incredible to pull off for 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 a character that's been done so many times and because right. even the the joel schumacher batman like okay that's that's 60s camp yeah. 60s camp that 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 tracks may not be your may not be your particular pie but like right. there is that version of batman that is campy right because really as much as i like christopher nolan's this is more true to, to how, what i would think batman would be even than his even though his is you know considered like one of the best ones right I always felt a ways about it because his batman kind of had like a shelf life like really if you broke it down bat he's only batman for maybe three or four years and he retired that quick and then ran off to the sunset and that always kind of bothered me i i never i always felt weird about that it's like okay he dealt with this he dealt with that but that's in the same year because he introduced the Joker in the first one on the rooftop. So it wasn't that much time span. It wasn't that big of a time span. Yeah. It, and it's like, I, I think between the second and third movie, there's a couple of years that are supposed to pass. But still, yeah, it's not. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about active Batman, not him being yeah, in active, the Lazarus yeah, because, pit, not him yeah. being a recluse because he's all busted up and not want to leave his house. I'm not talking about during that time. I'm talking about active on the street Batman because they ran him off pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, so I thought it was very interesting. So it's like parts of that movie I, I liked, but I never felt like, you know, but this right here so far, what they did, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he, please. he sees Batman like I see Batman in a way, or we have a lot of, he has a lot of interpretations and feeling and, and vibes for. Did Matt Reeves write it as well? Was he the screenwriter? He's one of the writers. Yeah, it was okay. him. And I think it was uh, uh, Peter Craig and yeah yeah i think him and peter craig well clearly i i would say the writing is on par with nolan's dark knight right mm -hmm. like with heath ledger's joker not not performance wise for joker yeah. that still is oh yeah but as far as the tightness of the writing mm -hmm. right the intricacy of it right not a wasted line same thing with this with the batman with matt reeves yeah, and it's a trick because Christopher, Christopher Nolan, he had like the most realistic because people were really loving it because that was inter his interpretation of a real world Batman. Mm -hmm. Like he stepped it up and who would have thought he could go even further? And here we are. Right. And here we are. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what's next for this. Um, I can't wait to see it again. Like I said, I, when, I, when I saw it, I just couldn't help but just kept milling over it and just wanting to see it again because it was just like, and it went down smoothly. Like I said, mm -hmm. I... It, usually especially if you know know stuff it's always this crunch you know you're fighting what you know versus what you're seeing this is constant fight you can't even right. relax because you, you just act like you didn't see that it's like this, this, this track right. with this my is... catalog of batman knowledge like, no, that's right that's out of place and it's like right it is oddly a new but not new interpretation of Batman. right right right, right. it fed me along the way so i my mind couldn't just be tearing it apart it's not even just like they've got the character of batman like his essential core components alfred death of his parents blah 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 blah, blah. you could go down the list he's got all the essentials right e even like his you no know, shooting his like his as we see here we still get growth of the from the i am vengeance to hope right something else 
but the same for Catwoman, the same for the Penguin, the same for the Riddler. Sure, they messed around with Riddler's backstory, I presume, but like it, all the characterizations worked. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Nothing was did. like, well, that's weird. That's that's a little off. Like the rest is okay. It was like, nope, nope, that's that's Penguin. That's so and so. That's so and so. Yeah, I love the interpretations, and I can't wait to see what they do next. And like I said, because they even had the the mob element in there. Yeah, all that stuff. The mob element in this one actually worked better, I feel like, than the mob element in Christopher Nolan's Batman. Because, <sighs> well, you actually see how this was intertwined with everything. We it wasn't just vaguely like we're yeah, the mob no. and we do things. It's like no, there no, was no. levels to it. We kind of saw how yeah. it was. Yeah. Even to the underground clubs and how things mingled and how they kind of tied into each other, how everybody's greedy grabbing for the money and got right. sloppy. And yeah, yeah. But it, it was nicely done. You get to see the mob in action. The mob, yes. the mob as an organization was a character yes. in this movie. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. One thing about Catwoman, I didn't care for their, I thought their first kiss was a little awkward. I was surprised about that kiss. I think that was up on the, what was it, the the tower that was under construction, right? Yeah, and she just kind of went for it. I don't think that's out of character with Catwoman because she's the one that's slightly more impulsive, right? Bruce is classically the I am iron-willed, reserved, this is not a good idea because it gets in the way of me Batmaning all the way through the night. Right. And she's the one like, I kind of steal from people. Oh. Like, hmm. But he's done enough where he's gone from the I'm forcing you to do this infiltration thing to looking after and clearly showing that he cares about her even when she's going to do things that he just explicitly disagrees with, right? Trying to yeah. kill the cop. I, I don't remember if that kiss happens before that part, but at that point, like, clearly she's picking up that he cares about her, right? Not just as some random citizen, but he cares about yeah. her, right? He's he's giving them the, the mascara, not quite puppy dog eyes, but like, you get why she would be attracted to fucking Batman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So she went for the kiss. Like it, it didn't it didn't throw me off. Um, but yeah. Well he definitely felt for her because oh, he yeah. gave himself that adrenaline oh. shot for her and he got up and started beating people down because he thought she was gonna be in danger. So that there's always this thing in movies where if the if the writer, if the director can get me to for one moment to go oh shit are they gonna fucking kill that person right because like batman's safe but you look at the situation of that scene this is the, the big fight at the end he's taken again body armor but he took double barreled shotgun to the chest yes and then he's about to get shot again and selena jumps in right it's set up like a minute before that she's seen how to climb up to the scaffolding she just yeah. comes to the rescue but the other guy gets the upper hand and you can cut like Bruce is on his back. You can see he, the Riddler goon is on top of her and you see him pull a knife out of his boot. Yeah. And he can And then it cuts away back up. to Bruce. Cause Bruce is like, yeah. <gasps> like just trying to breathe. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, oh, he, he, like he can't get it together. So he just right. reaches in, gets an adrenaline thing. <laughs> 
and again we called this out after we were in, you know in the movie he has a port specifically mm -hmm. to bypass his armor so he can inject yep. it in like an epipen yep. and then he just like like roids out and just pops <laughs> up and just like decks the guy but it's like in that moment of like i see them pull the the knife out of the boot yeah. it's like a punch dagger and i'm just like oh shit like are they gonna kill her are they gonna kill her are they really doing that like it's it's <laughs> you, you jump out of the movie a little bit to the meta level of like oh oh shit are they really gonna kill catwoman right they blew like, up alfred anything's possible right <laughs> right but like you have those moments like oh shit like they could actually die yeah right that's i mean that's what you you would want but you got you know cynical genre savvy people like me like oh they're not gonna kill so and so right. you, you just gotta get me for a half a second like right applause good job good job that's like oh shit you look at that scene regardless of genre savvy and it's like the guy has her pinned down and he's got a knife and batman's out of action she's dead right like maybe she does shenanigans like hits him in the groin whatever but it doesn't look that way the camera of the scene is not telling us that she's got it handled right right this movie did well at that because i felt the same way about gordon's boss even though you know he has to die oh yeah <laughs> because you know he got to become the commissioner so but it, you still was kind of worried and wondering you know because you would think batman's deadly trying to stop these killings from happening and every time he's you know either too late or he's actually there and it's happening right, right in front of him oh so. man the da yeah <laughs> He's like a couple feet away from the DA when the bomb goes off. That was, was like, that, brilliant. I didn't that, see that coming. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Because it's like, oh, he's going to disarm it. Nope. Boom. Oh, I thought it was hella crazy when the DA is going to ask these questions. And one, Batman can help him answer the question. Right, the riddles. And, and then um, he gave his answer, but his answer is kind of vague. And Batman kept pressing him. Who's, who, you know, who told? Who's, who told? Who told? Right. Who's, the, who's the stool pigeon? Who's the stool pigeon? Get to the and, answer. And, and he's like, I and, can't. I can't. He, I can't tell them. Like, they're going to they're gonna go after my family. They're gonna, da, da, da. Or, or was it the question about how much or something? Because he's like saying something. Oh, yeah, he's 10K. like, you know. And he said, so for who, to who? He said, he didn't ask that question. I answered this question. Right? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to give you the extra information. So it's like, regardless, I'm not going to incriminate myself. Right. Even though you want me to, I answered his question. So he went to the next question, but it was just so funny because he, instead of thinking like, I'll just give him everything because I want to live. Right. He was, he was thinking in his head, well, no, I gave him the answer. That, that's not part of the question. That's not part of the question. <laughs> right? He's treating it like he's a lawyer, which he's you a know DA. I mean? So right, he is. Right. like, so no, that wasn't funny. the question. So a lawyer isn't going to lawyer, but it's just so funny. <laughs> Even in a time of he could possibly die, he's still being a politician. He's still trying to be, he's trying to slip talk and Peter stuff. Sarsgaard? Yes. He, that was a great performance. Yes, like, it was. He's going back to a different DC movie, Green Lantern, <laughs> which he was also right. in. Right. His was the best performance out of that whole movie. He did a great job in this movie. That. Yeah. Oh, and uh, was it played Falcone? Like, oh. I forget his name. He is a really great actor and we got to see it here. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like the last time I saw him was in fucking Transformer being pissed on by Bumblebee. And it's like, dude. Yeah. John Turturro. There we go. He did too many good Spike Lee movies. He is a great character actor. I love Paul Dano. I've been loving him. Andy Serkis and Colin Farrell. I know he wore a lot of makeup to be the Penguin, but you could not tell. Oh, man. He, he played through that makeup. Yeah, man. I think is... the car chase was 
Yeah. Pretty phenomenal. At this point, I zone out in most car chases. It's like, all right, they're going to chase. Yeah. But I feel like so. There's always this question of when I'm watching a scene, whose scene is it? Who am I supposed to be following, connecting with? And sometimes that, you know, complex scenes changes, right, within the scene. But generally, like, you're following one person through that scene right yeah that scene was penguin's scene because even though there's shots of bruce especially when he like hits the afterburner like he's making you, you see that decision of like i gotta commit to this and hit make this into a ramp which was fucking right, right. badass i loved it but loved most it. of that chase was penguin's reactions mm -hmm. right did amazing job of him going from i got away oh shit he's back oh uh, i'm stuck behind this i gotta like he was all over the place yeah and it's it kept you in right it was like a good fight scene where you only know who's winning by who who is the other person that's freaking out right you know who's you know who's losing right, right and he right, goes right. from like i got away i didn't get away oh okay oh we're going in one we're going in oncoming traffic i'm gonna get over here i missed it like it for the most part bruce is just calmly being stoic batman it's yeah. penguin yeah. that makes that all work especially the end where he causes the tanker explosion. He's like, ah, I got you, motherfucker. I got, I got away. I got yeah, you. You got you. And then the, the Batmobile just comes through the fireball. <laughs> and his jaw just hits the bottom of the floor. And he's like, ah, fuck. Right, right. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, man. They, they... <laughs> Yeah, because even the way they shot the, the scenes when um, Bruce was on his bike, even mm -hmm. the camera angles and stuff, you could tell that he loved There's making There's energy movies. in it, too. Right, you could There's tell. There's energy it in it. It wasn't traditional shots, the way they were shot. So you know they probably had some kind of mini camera for some of those shots, because some of them you could tell the, they were like attached to the, you know, near the wheel and stuff. It's just mm -hmm. the angles and stuff. It was really clean. I, yeah. I liked it. I like when a simple shot is somebody find a new way to do it. Well, I feel like... Um... John Frankenheimer, one of my favorite directors, who did Ronin, mm -hmm. which has like, I don't know, a 10 minute car chase in it, like would 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 give proud applause to <laughs> the 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 motorcycle stuff and the car chase stuff. Like mm -hmm. it was and if you want funny angles, when he did do the squirrel suit, there was a shot where like clearly the camera is supposed to be attached to his helmet. Right. because his head is frozen in the frame but you see the rest of him in the background yeah, yeah. moving because the yeah. camera is locked onto like his head essentially yeah. i didn't mind that though no it worked it worked yeah, it, 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 it made the the flight look mm -hmm. chaotic yeah whereas he's calm right mm -hmm. he's the eye of the storm right no thought, no I, I dug it matt reeves can walk down hollywood and just get high fives for the next week <laughs> That's right. That's a right. Bag of money for the next movie. And so the last thing we will discuss, one of the final scenes Back where, yeah, the Riddler has a, a friend, mm -hmm. a friend. They have a laugh over a riddle. Right. Um, I, I could have did without that. It didn't take away from it, but it's almost right. kind of like you juggled so much and you got away with it. Right. Just let the movie Leave in. it alone. Leave it alone. Right leave it alone especially when it's going to be 
like they even went further than just letting you hear, but they even kind of give a obscure glance. And we're talking about the Joker. Right. We're talking about the Joker. And it's kind of like, unless it's like a, a mind blowing cameo with some actor that you would never expect in a million years, don't do that. Right. I swore I was Save like, it. I know that voice. I know that voice. Who is it? I was looking in the credits. Didn't didn't see Joker named at all. I'm sure it's uncredited. I'm sure someone will be like, oh, so-and-so. Okay. Do you see Eternals? Yeah. And the dude that was doing the mind controlling of people? He had the village of people oh, yeah, yeah, mind yeah. control? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's him. Oh. That'll be interesting. Yeah. he's He has an interesting look. He's almost kind of like an Ezra Miller type kind of different kind of looking dude i would have been okay if they had just ended the movie yes i get that they're like you know they're 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 doing a little tease a little cliffhanger tease of like next time it might be riddler and the joker but it's like hey we got a joker like just just to be sure we got a joker because everyone knows yeah. joker's this big bag arch nemesis joker 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 joker, joker. yeah but what joker is it to me, it was enough to have like the, the kids with the Joker painted faces. Like, is that right, part of that enough. Joker or is it not part of that Joker? Right. Does, does that whole little thing that got popular, the Joker picks it up and uses it as his thing too, or falls into a bat of chemicals and he really gets messed up. Like, his don't face start- fucked up. It did, it did, it, it, it did. So it's almost like, don't start stuff because we kind of came to a head and it came to a conclusion. Let's leave with that. It was full. It was a full I would have movie. been happy with that if they had done. And of course, we stayed all the way through the end credits. Of course. And there was, there was nothing. I'm trying to remember. They say something like go home or goodbye or something with a question yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So there was a, the end mm -hmm. question, question mark. mark. And it was all the Riddler's web font. Mm -hmm. And I'm 100% right as it flashed out there was another url it was something yeah something did i, I couldn't make catch it, it it was way yeah. too fast i'm sure online <laughs> for sure but you know if they if they had just done that i'd have been fine with it or move the whole riddler joker thing at the very end yeah. so there's a little bit of a break between the wrap-up and then the tease at the very yeah. end of the credits but yeah, it's like minor quibble on an otherwise yeah, amazing yeah. movie i'm just saying they did a great job and other movies would need something like that mm -hmm. like i can stand the whole movie but they're gonna have the joker next i can't wait it didn't need it it, it, I, it did I, a great job you, no need to, to show off was, i bet you that was an executive making that oh decision. i'm sure yeah i'm sure but like by the way you need to tease that movie time. the beauty of that movie is that you didn't even need the joker you know right. how good your movie would have to be not right. to have batman's main villain they did a damn good job consider me impressed and i can't oh, yeah. wait for the next one i'm gonna have to go and figure out what other movies matt reeves has done he did a Planet of the Ace movie. Oh, that's right. He's a great writer. He's a great director. He did The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think about the second or third one. And then he also did, the first movie I ever saw him do was Cloverfield. And I love that movie. Oh, that was him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's on point. I, I like Kicked off the whole found footage genre. Mm-hmm. In a brilliant way. Because that one, it's his first time in a long time. He figured out a way to do it for today. And it was yeah. just... It was, it was ahead of his time. Much needed, too. Yeah. 
And I always thought that they should have made a part two to that. And I always thought like, you know, when they showed the people running through the city and all this and dealing with people and they kept running into the military and stuff and all that kind of mess. Right. I'm like, why not just have the military camera people? They're filming the other part. So when they're filming their side of the army part, when they're fighting the, the monsters, you see it, like those kids you, running you, past him and stuff. You could have done the Rashomon version of Cloverfield. <laughs> right? Where you get to see that whole catastrophe of a night from a multitude of angles exactly um, exactly so i thought it would have been cool if they did a part two like that and you run across the people that you saw in the first one on their side of it yeah but um but yeah but he did a he did a great job and um bravo i can't wait to see this again and it's a three-hour movie and yes i'm <laughs> gonna go back and see it again if i could have saw it again this weekend i sure would have i'm but, very um, glad that when i was going to concessions because i didn't have time to eat in the morning got my hot dog got my uh junior mints and i got my drink and i was like i am not gonna touch the drink until like halfway through the movie. Smart. and it worked out worked out i didn't have Smart to run man. out at Smart any man. point did not torture my bladder <laughs> man that's the first time i had to run out of a movie in forever i never do i never do i had a long morning i had coffee and I didn't think about it. And then I had to, I was trying to get stuff together for the, for the right. day and pack the kids up and, and right about right around the time when Alfred was in the hospital, I was like, like, if this I don't go now, <laughs> if I don't, if I don't, <laughs> I'm going to end I, up in the hospital. Oh, it's going to be a bad look and it's going to be around people that I care for. And all and your had, friends, you literally invited just, everyone that was there. Right, it would have been a bad look, and I was like, I can't go out like that. But I can't believe it because I can't. I never, I never. I tell you, man. Like I sat through Lord of the Rings and all the rest of that. I never leave during a movie like that. I had evidence of hour, hour and a half already, if not more, of it's just lean. Mm -hmm. So I'd never been so afraid in my life because I knew. <laughs> I'm going to miss a critical I'm moment. A, I'm going to miss something. Ain't no way this movie's so tight. I'm going to miss something. But boy, I ran down that hall so fast. I, I just like, it was just, it was just crazy. But that says something about the movie too, because I didn't want to miss a second. And I knew that that the way it was put together, that they wasn't playing games. It wasn't wasting anything. And I appreciate that. I appreciate people who appreciate my time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a, got our money's worth highest form of respect and i thank him for that because uh with the way things have been lately you know telling what we're gonna get and how we're gonna get it so to be able to pull off a batman movie that felt new that gives everything we want to see and feel in three hours yeah that's a feat squeezing in the what feels like a netflix series like you said man you found the way you found the way well, all right, Mr. Ryan, do you have any uh, final words or anything for us tonight? Oh, no, no funny quips, I think. <laughs> we blathered on long enough. It, again, to my point about usually not being able to say much about a good film after you walk out of it, aside from, oh, a handful of things were nice. Like, we just talked for like, uh, what, uh, two hours? Nearly yeah. two hours? <laughs> Yep. We're always like, yeah, we're just going to talk for an hour tonight. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's... I knew it was a lie when I said it, but I had to put it out there. <laughs> I had to put it out there anyway. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. It's worthy of it. So, I, you know, all the talking we did is well worth it. 
if you're on the fence about seeing it, go see it for sure. Absolutely. If you like Batman, go see it. If you love Batman, go see it. If you hate Batman, go see it. I think that if you've seen other Batman films and wasn't feeling like it wasn't quite what you, you expected or wanted, I think this is going to have you covered. If, if the Snyder Batman in particular, being the most recent <laughs> one, left a sour taste in your mouth. It did for a lot of folks. <laughs> this is your palate cleanser. Yeah. This is your palate cleanser. Do enjoy. Do enjoy. All right, brother. It was good catching up with you as always. Look forward to our next conversation. Hell yeah. And until next time, peace. Out. You're crazy. Accurate. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, please check out our episodes where we talked about the book of Bubba Fett, Spider-Man No Way Home, and the movie Batman. Thanks for listening, and until next time, peace. <laughs>